We are some more college basketball action here for Friday, March 24th, day two of the Sweet 16. On paper, maybe not as great of matchups as we had yesterday, but still a lot of areas to bet, still a lot of great basketball. So let's jump right into it. Now we head to Louisville for this South region matchup between San Diego State and Alabama. San Diego State comes into this game as the 23rd overall team in the hot tip power ranking. Alabama is the third overall team. And I really wish these two teams weren't playing because I absolutely love betting on both of these teams this season. Obviously, San Diego State, um, you know, coming out of the five seed wins over Charlotte and Furman, um, you know, not the, the toughest path to get here by any means, but it was a team that did play very well in the Mountain West. And obviously, Alabama coming to the tournament as the number one team in the country um, and, you know, have really looked very, very good against Corpus Christi in Maryland. And obviously, as far as just straight up advancing and winning this game, I'm going to be cheering for Alabama because we have our 30 to one ticket on them, but this isn't an easy matchup because San Diego state is a very, very good team. Purely offensively speaking, San Diego state does have some shooting struggles, only a 50.2 effective field goal percentage. And they are only hitting 34% from beyond the arc. Matt Bradley though, has been a strong player leads this team with 13 points per game. And overall San Diego state does a pretty good job getting a lot of guys involved in this offense. But when Alabama is cooking, it is a hard team to slow down on the offensive side of things, a 52.7 effective field goal percentage on the year and hitting 34.1% from beyond the arc. Brandon Miller has been the lead scorer for Alabama, uh, 19.1 points per game for him. Obviously the groin injury is a bit of a concern um, for him in this game, but didn't seem to bother him too much against Maryland um, in Bama's 32 round matchup. And, and on the far as the defense goes for both of these teams, both two very strong teams san diego state comes into this game fifth in defensive efficiency alabama is the third overall team for san diego state only giving up a 46.9 effective field goal percentage on the year bama um, actually the number one team in the country only allowing a 41.3 san diego state also only giving up 28.7 percent from beyond the arc alabama giving up 28.1 and really the key for san diego state in this game to keep it close is going to be to slow tempo they play the 263rd slowest tempo in the country while alabama is the fifth fastest team and like i said at the beginning of this breakdown as much as i want alabama to win this game and quite honestly as much as i'm going to be rooting for alabama to win this game seven and a half points against this san diego state team is a lot of points to lay and it's a san diego state team that has played very very well ultimately i'm going to be cheering for the middle i want san diego state to cover this one um, one alabama to win the game and if it was a normal regular season game it's probably a game i would have just avoided in general um but i do think san diego state number wise has a pretty good chance in this one so taking them plus seven and a half here against alabama now we head to Kansas City for the Midwest region as Miami takes on Houston. Miami comes into this game as the 33rd overall team in the high Tibet power ranking. Houston is the number one overall team in the country. And these are two teams that both had some first round scares. I mean, ultimately, Miami dominated Drake, you know, over the last six minutes of that game um, to, you know, pull ahead and win that one. But didn't look great, you know, in the first 30 minutes of that game, um, you know, really a game that it looked like they were going to lose for a long, long time. And for Houston, both against Northern Kentucky and Auburn certainly had some struggles, but in the second half of that Auburn game, we saw this Houston team flip a switch and, and really just play 
outstanding basketball. It really, as a whole, just dominated that game. Really you know, gave Auburn no chance in that one. And then truly, Houston showed that when they play or playing at their top, top level, there are very few teams in the country that can keep up with them. And offensively speaking, both these teams are very good. Miami 11th in offensive efficiency. Houston the 8th overall team. They can both shoot the ball great. Miami a 54.4 effective field goal percentage, 36.8% from beyond the arc. When Isaiah Wong gets cooking, he's you know one of the top players in the country 16.1 points per game for him this season but houston's right up there with him um, as far as shooting in an offense goes a 52.5 effective field goal percentage 34.2 percent from beyond the arc and obviously marcus sasser didn't know what he was going to look like with that groin injury coming into the tournament and against auburn but um, ultimately looks like he's probably fine at this point um, and he's been a great shot score for houston all season long 16.9 points per game for him but truly the reason and i think the difference maker in this game is going to be on that defensive side of the ball because while miami can shoot the ball as well as houston they don't defend it very good they're the 108th team in defensive efficiency coming into this game while houston is the fourth overall team and i mean the houston shot defense like we saw against auburn is just next level when they are playing their best holding their opponents to a 42.1 effective field goal percentage on the year and 27.4 percent from beyond the arc miami not even in the same stratosphere giving up a 51 effective field goal percentage and 33.4 percent from beyond the arc now granted there are areas where miami is fine but one area where they have also struggled on the defensive side of things is in the turnover department only forcing turnovers on 18.1 percent of their opponent's possessions while houston forcing turnovers on 21.5 houston offensively also only turns the ball over on 15.5 percent of their own possessions miami is turning it over on 16.3 percent of their own and you know like i said when houston is playing their best basketball there are very few teams in the country very few teams left in this tournament um, that can keep up with them and unfortunately for miami for all their struggles on defense i just don't think they're going to be one of them i think houston puts on a show um, and really just runs away with this game. I think they win it pretty handily. Taking Houston, minus 7.5 here against Miami. Now, before we get into the second half of Friday's show, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottobest.com. Got college basketball, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up there every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tibets main account at Hot Tibets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there, as well as my personal accounts at Hot Tibets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I'm putting out over there. Um, and also on Best Stamp, where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least for watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for today's show. And let's get into these final two games. Now we head back to Louisville for this next one as Princeton takes on Creighton. Princeton comes into this game as the 121st overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. Creighton is the 15th overall team. And, you know, clearly Princeton, the lowest ranked team still alive in the tournament. But they made quite a bit of noise through the first two rounds. Obviously knocking off the two seed in Arizona with the a huge win in that game really just dominated Missouri from start to finish an absolutely impressive performance there and while those are there you know only two really great wins on the season you know obviously beating Yale um, in the, the Ivy League championship is a big one too 
it's still very, very impressive what Princeton has been able to do to get to this point. But Creighton is definitely going to be another story. I mean, it's a Creighton team that came into the tournament pretty high, obviously struggled a bit, um, you know, after going to Maui, you know, with Cockburner out, um, struggled a bit at the end of Big East play. But against NC State, against Baylor, really looked like a very, very good basketball team. And it was a Creighton team and still is a Creighton team that I've really come around on and sort of accepted that they are and have played very, very well. Um, but Princeton's not an easy opponent. And, and overall, Princeton has shot the ball well this season, a 52.2 effective field goal percentage, 33.4% from beyond the arc, really not all that far behind what Creighton has done, shooting a 54.2 effective field goal percentage and 35.8% from beyond the arc. And yeah, a lot of that is, is conference-based, sure, whatever you want to say. Um, but still, Princeton has shown here in the tournament they can compete with those better teams. And on the defensive side of things, Princeton's not a bad team either, holding their opponents to a 47.8 effective field goal percentage and 32.5% from beyond the arc. Creighton giving up a 47.1 effective field goal percentage and 33.5% from three. Um, and one area that Creighton, you know, really, you know, prides themselves on and is very, very good is in the rebounding department, especially on the defensive glass coming to this game 13th in defensive rebounding for Creighton, pulling down 76.5% off the defensive glass and Princeton that's actually one of the areas that they've had a lot of success in as well seventh in defensive rebounding um, pulling down 77.3 percent off the defensive glass truly when you look at these teams and you kind of got to throw the strength of schedule throw the conferences out which I get you can't exactly do in this matchup it is two teams that for the level that they play at are very very similar the style of basketball that they play is remarkably similar just how these two teams have won games and found success um is shockingly similar and in for that case with how princeton has played in the first two games of this tournament i'm absolutely baffled that we're getting 10 points in this game i get it on paper is that the correct spread maybe but it's a princeton team that has a lot of fight in them and i don't think they're done going into this game i think they keep it close against creighton taking princeton plus 10 here against creighton now we finished the day in Kansas City for what is probably the most anticipated matchup of the day. Xavier taking on Texas. Xavier comes into this game as the 21st overall team in the high Tibet power ranking. Texas is the seventh overall team. And, you know, these two teams have had interesting levels of success to say the least this season obviously sean miller coming home to xavier um has really you know got things going they looked very very strong throughout big east play some very very big wins and really just dominated pittsburgh on sunday but we can't look over that first round game against Kennesaw State. I mean, it's a, a miracle comeback in that one for them to just win that game. And granted, I, I get it. You got to throw some of these first round games out for some of these teams. Um, but there were times in that game that Xavier did not look good. And if they play like that against Texas, I mean, they're going to get absolutely blown out of the gym. Um, and as far as Texas goes, you know, obviously the first round win over Colgate, a bit closer game against Penn State, but really never a huge question mark on that one. It got close at times, but Rodney Terry got his team cooking as well in Texas and on the offensive side of things both these teams can certainly shoot the ball I mean obviously Xavier is a great shooting team a 55.4 effective field goal percentage 38.9 percent from beyond the arc Boone has been a really really good shot score 16.5 points per game and even though Fremantle you know hasn't been with this team in the past few weeks obviously out for the season with his injury 
It's a Xavier team that hasn't seemed to miss him much here in the tournament, has still been playing some very, very good basketball. But Texas is also a very good offensive team. They're also a very good shooting team, a 53 effective field goal percentage, 34.1% from beyond the arc. And Marcus Carr has been an outstanding player all season, 15.8 points per game. Sabari Rice leads, the, or Sabari Rice has also been a great shot scorer, 12.9 points per game for him. And really, it's just a, a team in Texas that, despite all the turmoil that they faced this season, were able to go win the Big 12 championship. Um, and have really just been on a roll as of late. And Texas is certainly going to have an advantage on the defensive side of the things. And let's be honest, as much credit as I've given Xavier this season, as much credit as I've given Sean Miller for turning this thing around, Xavier hasn't been great defensively, and their shot defense certainly isn't great, giving up a 51 effective field goal percentage while Texas holding their opponents to a 47.8. Xavier also allowing 35.5% from beyond the arc, while Texas only giving up 32.3%. Um, Xavier's also really struggled in the turnover department, only forcing turnovers on 16.3% of their opponent's possessions. Texas, one of the best teams in the country, forcing turnovers on 22.4% of their opponent's possessions. And yeah, obviously the, the, the problem with Xavier or the concern with Xavier is that if they get hot and their offense is cooking, it's a very, very hard team to slow down because they can just make a hell of a lot of shots. But they really got to run in transition and they really got to push the tempo and, and control Texas and, and find holes in that defense which is certainly not an easy thing i think the much more likely scenario in this game is that even if both teams are shooting well texas defensively is just going to have the advantage i think they take care of that and i think they get another win in the gym that they already won the big 12 tournament in here a few weeks ago taking texas minus four here against xavier